Hey, do you teach yoga? Have you ever trained to lead yoga classes to be a yoga therapist? Have you ever owned a yoga studio? Maybe even just wondered what it was like for the women and men up there in front of the room on their mats, leading you through endless Surya Namaskars, down dogs, and pranayamas galore? Well, these are their stories and mine. I'm Rebecca Sebastian, a 20-year yoga teacher, 10-year yoga therapist, yoga studio owner, and co-founder of a yoga-focused nonprofit. I've done a lot in the yoga world over the last 20 years, pretty much everything except had a water cooler. You know, a place to share stories, talk about struggles, successes, and find other people who do the same thing that I do. Welcome to Working in Yoga, a podcast and substitute water cooler for yoga folks to connect and build community, to share our unique profession, our challenges, and our journeys with the world. Welcome friends to Working in Yoga. This week, I am introducing a new term that I want to use in our yoga professional lexicon, the next generation of yoga pros. What do I mean by this? I mean that so much has changed for us as an industry since March of 2020 that we really need to be consciously building a new generation of yoga teachers. I cringe when I hear people talking about how things used to be with nostalgia that is so saccharine that I almost can't stomach it. We don't live in those days and we need to start discussing what it is to be the next generation of yoga teachers, yoga therapists, and yoga trainers. And we start that discussion today. Now, before we begin, let me ask you to please hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening. It means a lot. If you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, the best way you can support my work here is if you leave me a review on whatever platform you listen, if you can. It helps others find me and gather more of us around the water cooler. I also want to tell you that I have two virtual workshops happening this summer just for you. The first of these workshops is how to build your dream career with your yoga classes. And that is on July 16th, 2023. And I miss my yoga practice. Self-care for yoga folks is on August 27th, 2023. These workshops are designed to be true professional development and slide into a part of our training that I feel like we're missing. And our episode today is sponsored by Sunlight Streams, an online self-care and yoga studio. Sunlight knows that we as yoga professionals need self-care as much as anyone else. Come and join us for their virtual retreat on July 28th through 30th, 2023, talking about all things self-care, movement, yoga nidra, and more. Grab all the details at thesunlightexperience.com backslash online. Now, let's all pour ourselves some tea and talk about the next generation of yoga teaching. So let me tell you a story. On March 15th, 2020, I was frantically searching for ways to get my new yoga studio online. I was less than six months open, and we were looking at closing for an undetermined amount of time. Up until that point, I had been feeling fairly optimistic as a new business owner. I was covering my costs. I wasn't quite paying myself yet, but I did have some money coming to me a couple of those months. And now we were looking at closing and I was panicking. I'm not going to lie. I know a lot of you can relate to this feeling if you were working in the industry during 2020. And I'm going to admit that I had actually been looking into using online 
for my studio before that day. Online was something that I thought could help me stand out from the crowd of folks who were running other yoga studios in my area. I thought it would be amazing if we could have classes both online and in person. So I had done some research before that fateful day, but what came next for my studio and for all of us as an industry, I don't think anyone could have ever imagined. Everyone went online. Now, we are an industry that is without the necessary nets in place to catch us, like so many other gig industries, and we were all forced to go online and work immediately. In fact, folks in other circles of business, especially those like Athleisure Wear, have talked about how fast yoga professionals moved online. We were instant with it. All of us had a Zoom link to send our students by the end of the week. What we did initially was we picked up our in-person classes and kind of plopped them down online. We said, okay, so we have an hour yoga class at the studio at 5.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. I'm going to pick that one hour class up and I'm going to set it down online. Now, there were a couple interesting things that happened during this time. One thing that I think we need to say more about is that all of a sudden folks who did not feel welcome in our spaces all of a sudden felt more comfortable to join us online. Before this moment in 2020, we had been talking about how our yoga spaces felt exclusive and how people of color and people of other minorities were oftentimes feeling like they didn't belong in our spaces. Well, online was a completely different ballgame. But what we soon discovered was that online isn't an apples to apples comparison. A one hour yoga class doesn't usually fit what people need for their brains and their hearts online like it does in person. In person, people can come into my studio, they can slide their shoes into the box, they can unplug their cell phones, they close the door and the space and time is theirs. But online, it's something different. They have to close their doors, shut their windows, maybe their pet needs to be taken out, maybe they have to check something. Online feels different. The breaks of our classes are different. The timing of how we teach is different and how we connect is different. Now this connection piece I really wanna bring up because connection is an absolute must. It is the one of the things that we do really well as yoga spaces. We foster community and connection amongst our students. We were learning how to build connection online and simultaneously all of us yoga teachers who had shifted online, we were also adopting new teaching methodologies, methodologies that were different from what we learned in our teacher trainings. We were learning from higher education teachers that have been using online teaching tools for years. We were using terms like anchoring and we were figuring out how to find the difference between asynchronous and synchronous learning. It was all an amazing discovery. And at this time, in this moment, a new generation of yoga professionals was born. And they discovered that the student experience, while different online, is not inadequate. Just because something feels different than what you've always done doesn't mean that it's less than or not as worthy of our time and attention. For example, let's talk about trainings. 
I think how we train now and potentially depending on the stance of the Yoga Alliance and the International Association of Yoga Therapists could potentially change forever is amazing. I think it's incredible that they're continuing a lot to allow us to train online. So let's talk about the pros and the cons of training online. Within the yoga space, we talk a lot about transmission, but I don't think that we mention that the ability for us to transmit is actually something that might not necessarily be as sacred as you think. Is transmission really this transference of knowledge from teacher to student within the space that we are in together? Or is transmission partially the skill set of being able to read a room and a student? And that's what makes the teacher skillful. Is it co-regulation that makes the experience we're all having incredibly special? Or is it the knowledge that we receive? So I know a lot of people feel like online is something that is less than. But I don't think we mention that the ability for us to all gather in one physical space for long periods of time, six hours, eight hours, if you trained like I did as a yoga therapist, weeks at a time, is an absolute privilege. And very well could be a large contributing factor to why we don't see many people of underinvested communities in our yoga spaces as teachers. Now, as I've said, I learned to be a yoga therapist in this way. And honestly, I cannot express to you how much easier it would have been if I hadn't had to travel. I was a single mom of a two-year-old at the time, and I had to leave my son with my mother for weeks on end in order to travel to go to my yoga therapy training. I truly hope no one ever has to go through what I went through in order to be a yoga therapist ever again. Truly, zero out of ten stars. Now, I will acknowledge that I did love training with my friends in person, and there was a magical kind of feeling of communion with other yoga folks who were there to learn and love and talk about yoga, and many of those people I still talk with. But I'm not in any way convinced that my learning was better as a result of it being in person. And I can think of very direct harm that I suffered as a result of being in person that I likely would have avoided had I been online. I've had enough bad experiences in yoga trainings and classes of all kinds to say that I would happily do away with in-person trainings if nobody ever pointed to my hips again and said, you've got a thing going on there. Now, I do want to think about this idea of community and connection, like the one that I referenced in my training. I did love sharing space with people for a week at a time sliding into a common room and being like, oh my gosh, did you read this amazing note about something that one of our yoga teachers said? And then sliding into a discussion that felt like it could last forever about the intricacies of yoga and how it changed our lives. Can we build that kind of camaraderie online? This is something that I really valued, but I think we can indeed make friends in online and online trainings. It just needs to be skillfully curated by those of us who are leading trainings. And maybe it has to be curated in ways that we don't need to curate if we're in person. Now I want to shift gears just a little bit to talk about this idea of hybrid, hybrid yoga classes being classes that exist both online and in person at the same time. 
I've heard some great stories about online classes, people who are having amazing results, somebody being able to slide back into their favorite yoga studio from the city they used to live in to take from their favorite teacher. And I love those moments for us. But I do believe there is a certain kind of yoga class that lends itself easily to online and in person simultaneously. And there are other yoga classes where it's maybe more challenging and difficult. I also feel like there is a skill set that certain people have to be able to have one foot in both spaces, one foot online and one foot in person. Now I'm thinking of two teachers who taught for me during the pandemic times of 2020 and 2021, who were both teaching hybrid yoga classes. One of those teachers was a naturally nurturing human. She was just able to lean into people and make them feel warm and held and welcome, no matter what space she was operating in. She felt she felt that way about students that were in person and students that were online. And everybody sort of had that warm hug kind of experience from her classes, no matter where they were taking them from. Conversely, there was another teacher who I also think was very skilled at hybrid classes, but he was offering something completely different. He was offering what I would consider to be an online experience to everybody in the room. He tended not to walk around the room that much as a teacher. His skill his skill set was in giving people very precise instructions about where he wanted them to move their bodies and at what time and what place. So everybody kind of had that online experience, whether you were in class with him or you were taking a class with him via your computer or tablet. Hybrid is something that I think we need to discuss more. Are students having good experiences if the teacher has students both online and in person? I don't think it's impossible. And in a couple weeks, we'll hear an interview with my friend Deb, who is running the prenatal yoga center in New York City. And she has hybrid classes in her prenatal space. And I think she's doing a great job of having her foot in person and online at the same time. But ultimately, the discussion we need to have is that online isn't leaving and there are a lot of benefits. So we, the next generation of yoga teachers, we need to be talking about what online meets for us and our careers. There are true benefits. Yoga classes are more accessible than they have ever been before. And we have the opportunity as students to learn from the best of the best online without the worry of ever being able to afford the travel and expense of going to learn from someone in the place that they're at. We as teachers and yoga therapists and yoga trainers, we have control of our own destinies now in ways that we didn't before, before we were beholden to the spaces that we were teaching at, the studios that we learned at, but we really can build our own future. You'll hear from somebody who's doing that on her own in Canada and you're going to hear how she has built her own future with her online yoga membership. And the practice of yoga has landed directly in the laps and hands and hearts of our students. We are no longer as the teachers controlling this path that they're on. And I think that's a good thing. We've often talked before 2020 about how we can hand our practice back to our students. And I feel like the online space is one of the ways that we have been able to do that. 
Now, yoga studios, we will need to up-level our experiences with both students and teachers in order to compete with those of us who are online. And that also isn't a bad thing. When things are shifting as a profession, it means that those of us who are excited about it will rise to the occasion. And if you remember, a rising tide lifts all ships. Now, that is my food of the thought for the day on the next generation of yoga teachers. If you have opinions on how online will be affecting us in the future, I would love to hear them. So give me a shout out on Instagram. My handle is at Rebecca Sebastian Yoga. Next week is a replay of a surprise interview I did with my podcast bestie, Shannon Crow of the Connected Yoga Teacher Podcast. And we are talking all things online with someone that I promise you have heard of and probably know and love. Chat with you around the water cooler later. Thank you again to our sponsor, Sunlight Streams. Make sure you check out their website, www.thesunlightexperience.com backslash online.